Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Well, an ominous March storm on the last Saturday in February hit college hoops yesterday. Michael Lombardi there in Jersey. I'm Patrick Maher here in Vegas. How about the top six seeds? The one through six. So you go Gonzaga, Arizona, Auburn, Purdue, Kansas, Kentucky, all losers. All in all, seven of the top nine teams in the country with Texas Tech losing as well. Michael Lombardi, a wild day, historic day in college basketball. Uh, unbelievable, right? And I think uh, what we saw is kind of indicative of what we've been talking about all through the uh, the weeks leading up to this tournament in the in the middle of March. Is that anybody? It's anybody's tournament. And like last year, where UCLA came out of the dark and was able to to get to the Final Four, uh, we see that you know it, this could be anyone's tournament. And I think ultimately uh, this this weekend proved it. So the betting odds are, are going to be looking for a team that you feel like like Kentucky yesterday. I mean, they played well. They didn't finish the game off at Arkansas, but to me, you don't feel disappointed. Gonzaga. I felt disappointed watching that. And so I think you have to kind of handicap these teams and look at the best odds based on the numbers. Yeah, we said it's a wide-open year as far as uh, we get closer and closer to March. I mentioned that's the last Saturday in February, so here we come. Got conference tournaments right around the corner, of course, one week to play as far as league play. Top top six teams in college basketball. So Gonzaga at St. Mary's, Michael, late last night. That's their first loss since December 4th. Arizona got smacked at Colorado. That was wild. Oh, my God. 16-point win for Colorado. That came out of nowhere. Nowhere. I mean, that was Colorado's, I think it was their biggest win against a ranked opponent. I think you have to go back to 1992 to kind of find how that actually happened. So somewhat remarkable. I mean, that they went in there and played as poorly as they did with really, you know, it it wasn't a close game. I mean, they never could really make the run. I I thought there were a couple good games. I thought Baylor-Kansas was a really fun game to watch. And and I thought Arkansas-Kentucky was a lot of fun to watch that game as well. So you mentioned, I'll go down the line here, Auburn at Tennessee. Auburn's now lost three of six, and we talked about it yesterday on the show. They're shaky on the road right now. I don't trust Auburn at all right now. Tennessee's a different team at home and played very well yesterday. Uh, Purdue at Michigan State, that game was back and forth. That game was wild. Uh, Another but, good one, yeah. yeah. And that's a good one because now Wisconsin uh, atop the Big Ten standings with the Purdue loss, so that shakes yeah. everything up. I actually thought Purdue was better defensively than I gave him credit Played for. Played better yesterday. 
Yes. I thought they really played with good effort. And I think that, you know, Painter really has got his team kind of focusing on the defensive end of the floor, which gave me some like, okay, maybe this is a team you really certainly could play. Now, you mentioned Baylor. So why this is interesting, there's, what, three games to play for Kansas because they got a makeup game against TCU. TCU, a huge win last night as well against wow. Texas Tech, which we'll get to. But Kansas has two remaining against TCU. They've got three in total over the next week. That's important because they're a game in hand. They're a game up on Baylor. The Baylor win moves them one game behind Kansas in the Big 12 standings. And they've got uh, two games to play. So the Big 12's still up as we got a week left in college hoops here. Weren't you just, I mean, weren't you just impressed with Kansas? I mean, I, I know they lost the game, and I thought Baylor was great. And, uh, you know, and Baylor was able to stop all the runs. But I don't really know how to say his name. Agajobi? Is that how you say it? Abaji. Abaji. I mean, I mean, that guy was incredible. I mean, just put him. Well, he's player, yeah, he could be say, player of the year. Him on the pro, I mean, just put him on the pro board. I mean, that guy was unbelievable. I, you know, I know he's had a great year, but really when you watch him against that level of competition and how good he is, he missed that layup late in the game that kind of could have put him within one, and you could see him just kicking himself up and down. But that is one. I mean, I think that's a team that you can't over. Obviously, no one's overlooking Kansas. But they even in some of these losses yesterday, I still felt good about some of the teams. Yeah, and you mentioned O'Shea Obaji. He's a senior, so he provides some senior leadership going into the tournament for Kansas. Again, I, Baylor and Baylor's just a mix. Without Jonathan from Cameroon, I don't say his last name, and the rebounding, which he doesn't provide for him right now, I, I thought they might struggle a little bit yesterday as they've missed him for past month or so. But, no, Baylor gets it done, and they're a good mix. Like, Sohan in the backcourt, just a true freshman. He was awesome yesterday. Uh, he was great. Uh, he he Baylor, really was. He really was. And, and, you know, Baylor, look, over the last two years, they're 10-1 and one versus top 10 teams, Michael. This is a stat that's rolling around, but it's, very, it's, it's an important stat because that shows you Drew's big-time coach in those instances. And they only play seven guys. I mean, their bench, they went seven. That's it. And their bench played, uh, Sohan played 31 minutes and Bonner played 20. Mayer, well, I thought was great. You know, every yep. rebound he got, I mean, it was a little bit like the, 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 the Williams kid at, uh, at Arkansas. I mean, he was out, man. Can I ask you a question before we get going? Sure. Have they eliminated the three-second rule in college basketball? <laughs> why, why do you ask? What happened? I mean, Kentucky was in the lane for, like, hours. I mean, they didn't pay rent. I mean, it was unbelievable. <laughs> the big man with Kentucky, he was in there all day long. I'm like, I, I asked Musselman after the game, and, and I said, did, did, did you, did they, what did they say? And he said, well, they said I couldn't count. I could count. I was home. I was watching it. I'm counting one, one thousand, two, one. I mean, I, I had Dominic counting with me. It was brutal. <laughs> no, no, the three-point rule very much exists, but college uh, officials have you can seen be a it little, called on they the can be a little lax. You, I, to be fair, they could be a little lax when calling it. That's hilarious. You brought that up. <laughs> I mean, is. they just camped in. I mean, the big fella, I mean, he's great. Don't get me wrong. And, and he was out jumping everybody and doing what he – but he lived in there. I mean, there was no way to get around it. If, if they don't allow him to stay – it's a little bit like if you're not going to call offsides, then the defensive line is going to gain the advantage, right? If you're not going to call three-second, then the guy's going to camp in the lane. If there were any questions about Shibwe there at Kentucky winning player of the year, those questions were erased even in a loss yesterday. 30 points. 18 boards, 
eight of those offensive. I mean, Arkansas, see that, but that's the impressive thing about Arkansas. They've won, what, 13 of 14 now. They're like a game back in the SEC, Michael. They could still win the SEC. The must bus continues. And uh, Shibwe dominated, yet they still found a way to win, 75-73. And I'll just say this, because watching that game, I'm thinking, is Bud Walton the best barn in the country? Oh. When it's lit? I mean, that... Now, they've got the last three at home. They beat Auburn, Tennessee, and Kentucky. So there was some momentum building into this one for the must bus in Arkansas. But listen, this is a team that uh, an Elite Eight run last year with Musselman. The momentum is building. They could still win the SEC. And that Bud Walton arena was crazy yesterday. Right, and, and they held the two guards for, for Kentucky who played, Washington and Wheeler. They held them for 8 for 25 from the floor. They played defense. I mean, you know, they were really good defending the three-point line. And look, Arkansas has those moments where they don't really get their offense going. And if their defense is slightly lax, uh, you know, they suffer. But look, they, I, I thought it was a mental toughness win for Arkansas to have the 15-2 to two lead. Then they itched it closer. You almost felt like Kentucky was ready to take the game over and extend the lead. And Arkansas fought, fought back. Note, I thought, was just absolutely, was again, proving the point. Defense, point guard, experience matters come playoff time. And you mentioned Wheeler and Washington. So Calipari brought those two off the bench. We were wondering if they were going to play some of these ins and outs as far as college basketball, tough to monitor, but the two guards, the young guards there, Wheeler and, Wa and Ty Ty Washington for Kentucky, they were both rusty. Hadn't played in a couple of weeks. Uh, Wheeler was 5 of 13, Ty Ty Washington 3 of, tw 3 of 12 from the field. So they struggled. I, I wrote down in my notes, because you were talking about this a lot yesterday, important as we get close to tournament time, that's free throw shooting. Villanova's the best free throw shooting team in the country. Others like Michigan State's a very good free throw shooting team. But how about Arkansas, they're right around 60 to 70 in the country, but Williams and Davis both hit big time free throws late in that game to seal it. And those are clutch. That's going to carry over into the tournament, both conference I and mean, the Williams NCAA. No doubt. Davis was 0 for 1 from the three-point line. Didn't shoot, you know, only took one shot. Their whole bench only took two shots in the game. Think about that. And yet Davis had seven free throw attempts. So, you know, they were active. But, I mean, this was a game about Note. I mean, he was just Note really – he captured amazing. the moment. And he got penetration. He made some really tough shots. And, and give Williams credit. He was, he was, you know, against the big fellow of Kentucky, he gave up a height advantage. But he battled in there. And then the guy's camping in the lane for seven hours. I mean, I assume they were serving him lunch in there, too. He was in there so long. <laughs> one 1,000. Two. Dominic, two one. help me he, out here. I mean, when that, yeah, help me out, Dominic. And then they tell, poor, they tell my man Muss he couldn't count. I mean, like, really? Seriously? I mean. <laughs> uh, by the way. Uh, Kentucky now just three and five versus top 25 teams, and they're one and five away from home. Again, a lot of these college teams, you have to look at the home and away splits because Auburn's a great example. Tennessee's a great example. Kentucky now a great example. Arkansas just a game back, is, which is incredible. This run they've, they've gone on, Musselman's a hell of a coach. Once he galvanizes and gets the momentum going, he's got that effervescent personality that I think people get caught up in. It's, it's a tornado-like effect, and right now they're rolling. They, they've got LSU on Wednesday. It's not easy to close, Michael. LSU no, Wednesday no, at LSU. Tennessee next Saturday. We just talked about That's how tough they are That's going to be the big one, right. Yeah, yeah that'll be. That could be for, hey, the, you know that could be for the conference. It could be. You know, it's funny. I looked at Ken Palm this morning, and Kentucky moved up in his rankings after yesterday, and Arkansas moved down. Now, i got to figure out how that happens, 
But Kentucky, according to Ken Palm, and we've been saying this all along, Kentucky at 8-1 is great value. They're the number two ranked team in Ken Palm's rankings. And Arkansas was 20 yesterday. Where are they at, Ken Palm? And by the way, when we use Ken Palm, Ken Palm they were important. 19 yesterday. The they, selection I, I committee does 19. use his metrics. Just, just so we know, we joke about Ken Palm. They were 19. Okay, so they slipped to 20 today, huh? Yeah, they were down to 20, and, and, and Kentucky went to two, Baylor's at three. Our Arizona, which was two yesterday, slipped down to four. Duke went up to five. Uh, Duke had no problems up at Syracuse. Hey, no. By the way, Tex Moss, what's happening with the Ken Palm rankings, he doesn't need more motivation. He gets creative with the motivation as well with this team. He can use that as motivation as this team, Arkansas, is rolling as we head into the last week of college hoops, of course, next Saturday will be it. Then conference play as far as the tournaments and then the dance, 68 teams. We'll come back. More college basketball. Just getting started. Lombardi line. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. to the Lombardi line on v featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, get an early start on your college hoops tournament betting with v full court bracket betting coverage. It's starting Sunday, March 13th. Selection Sunday with six hours of free live video streaming on v including the full bracket reveal and opening lines for every game. The v college hoop experts, including Greg Hoops-Peterson, will analyze every game and discuss with the bookmakers making the lines to find the best early value, which is important. Don't wait for the lines to move. Get out in front of it. Start your bracket and round one tournament betting with VEASAN's coverage on that Sunday, March 13th, sooner than later at 6 p.m. Eastern. It's free at VEASAN.com. Okay, Michael Lombardi there in Jersey. I'm Patrick Maher here in Vegas. Hope you're having a nice weekend. Of course, you know, Watching the news, man, we're pretty lucky to come in here and get to talk about college basketball, right? Blessed that way. No so doubt. I just no want doubt. to recognize that. We, um, you know, I was thinking about Musselman during the break, too, because last year he got a recruit that was one of the biggest in program history, Moses Moody, the point guard, who left after a year. I think he's with Golden State now. To, yep, do, sure what he's, to do what he's doing when Moody leaves – you know, that built momentum, as you know, as far as recruiting, moment, recruiting can be quite built on momentum as well. But to lose Moody and, and make an elite run, elite eight run last year with this team and come back without Moody and continue to roll like this, very impressive as they take down Kentucky yesterday. 
No doubt, and I think he'll be even better next year. I mean, he's got a bunch of he's got a bunch of commitments going into next season, so he's got this program rolling in the right direction. There's no doubt, in a, in a very tough conference. I mean, look, Auburn is tough to play. You know, we we know Kentucky's always going to be there. Alabama has been good. LSU, it's got great tradition, great history. So, you know, they've got it going, and, and you know, I think being able to have such a dominant effect at their home court. Which, you know, to be honest with you, up until this year, I never thought Bud Walton Arena was a hard place to play, but clearly it is. I'll give you the locks. Auburn, obviously a lock. Kentucky, a loss. This is SEC coming out of uh, the Southeastern Conference. Tennessee's a lock. Bama's a lock. LSU and Arkansas, they're all locks. Florida could still get in. And Mississippi State, a team you've been talking about, they're 500 in a tough conference, so they could still get in. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There's potentially nine teams out of the SEC getting into the dance. No doubt. And, and, and they'll all be tough to play. They'll all be a tough out when you have to play them because if they allow them to be physical and the way they style that they play, I mean, look, their level of competition in, in the Southeast, much like the – that was what made, I think, the Baylor game so fun to watch. The level of comp in that game was great. The rotations were tight. And, you know, you saw the best players play their best. And I think that's ultimately what the tournament's all about. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think this is why – I think you've got to take your five teams – you know, take Villanova, take – I'm not suggesting what five. Take senior leadership, take defense, and play those five with good odds with you, and you might have a chance to hit a, hit a big number uh, come, come the end of the tournament. You know, you mentioned Duke, and I was not necessarily concerned. They had beaten Syracuse by 20 at Cameron Indoor earlier this year. They go on the road. That's a tough place to play. And Duke's been a little odd. They play up and down to their competition. That wasn't the case yesterday, obviously. 97-72, dropped 97 on that 2-3 zone. Uh, so Duke continues to roll. Uh, that was impressive, yeah. Michael. It really was. I mean, and you know, they, they had no – they understood the importance of the moment. You know, and, and I think that – that when we watched Gonzaga last night, I mean, when someone slowed the pace down on Gonzaga and they couldn't play it, you know, now it didn't affect their ranking, but it certainly helped St. Mary's. I mean, St. Mary's, think about this now. I wouldn't have thought this. Ken Palm has them as the 16th best team in the country, ahead of LSU, ahead of Illinois, ahead of Connecticut, ahead of Arkansas. They Think about that. Undefeated at home this year, which is super impressive. They beat Gonzaga, I think it was in 19 in the WCC final. As far as the conference tournament, yeah, I think it was then. But listen, Gonzaga, I mean, the fact that they lost, they were on a 34 consecutive wins in the WCC. So they were, as far as in league, a 34-game win streak snapped. A 17-game win streak snapped this year. They had last lost December 4th. And by the way, those 34 conference wins in a row, 33 of them by double digits. So this was that's a hell of a win by the Gales here. It really was. I mean, you get to give them credit. The place was rocking, and you know, look, they slowed. The, they they held a, a team that can score in the 80s almost all the time to 57 points. So you know, their defense was really good. And and today we get more good games. I mean, we get SMU and Houston on the schedule. So we're going to learn more about this. Illinois-Michigan, I think this is a critical game for Michigan. Phil Martelli will be, you know, in the seat as the head coach. Got to see what can happen here. But this is a game. I think Michigan's on that bubble. They're going to need this one today. Yeah, Michigan, a couple of brackets have them in, and then most brackets have them as one of those last four in. So this is going to be huge for Michigan today. Can actually set you up on that number, hosting Illinois. Illinois off 
a, a bad loss midweek Tuesday, uh, Ohio State at home. So Illinois on the road. Illinois has been inconsistent as well. Uh, on the road, they've been inconsistent offensively. Uh, Michigan is right around a pick em. A couple books have Illinois laying a point and a total of yeah. 141 and a half. You mentioned Juwan Howard suspended for the rest of regular season here. I, I think this game's a learning moment as it goes back to the Kentucky-Arkansas game. I think, you you know, we saw that Arkansas line start to tw- tweak up a little bit, right? And, and miraculously, I forget who hit the three-pointer at the buzzer which basically took that five-point game and, and made it a, 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 was it six? I think the three-pointer brought it down to three. Yeah. And, I mean, there's the perfect example of when you're in that tight situation, value the money line a little bit here to make sure that you're not giving away points. That line was creeping up, you know. And if you got, if you got Kentucky at three and a half, which was a hell of a bet, you covered. If you didn't, you lost. So. Yeah. I think if you were playing Arkansas, consider the money line there a little bit and then obviously waiting to see how far that number went up. I thought the trend was going in that direction. That's a good illustration, and we talk about constantly the importance uh, of the number and timing the number and trying to get the best of it. You always should have multiple outs. You should always be betting the best of the number. A half point can kill you either way. Locks as far as the Big Ten, Michael Lombardi. Purdue, obviously. Wisconsin now sits atop the Big Ten, so the Badgers are going to get in the tournament. Illinois, we just mentioned, they're going to get in the tournament. Ohio State, for sure. Uh, Iowa, Michigan State, that loss is going to get them. That win yesterday is going to get them in. No problem. Yep. Work to do. Michigan, as you just astutely pointed out, most have them last four in. If they win today, they're going to get in the tournament. Michigan beat Rutgers midweek. Rutgers still has some work to do as far as the tournament. Yeah, no doubt. And look, you know, I think that that Michigan State win was. It looked like a a Michigan State typical win. Hard fought. Every basket was contested. I thought it was a great game. I really did. I thought it was a fun game, and that kid hit that three-pointer at the end of the at the end of the game to nail it. It, it was really it was I think that propels game. them. I wouldn't want to play Michigan State in, in a tournament to open up the round if I was whatever they're seated because they're going to be a tough out. You know they are. Well, they hit their free throws and they rebound the basketball every yep. single year. Tom Izzo's teams. Uh, rebound the basketball, no problem there as they cover, obviously. Purdue was laying four and a half, a straight-up winner from Michigan State. You hit the nail on the head, 78.8% from the free-throw line, the number one team in the conference. Purdue is 11th. You know, and that's always going to be the difference in these tight games going down the stretch. Which is fascinating when you think about Purdue, who are, you take a look at any ranking, whether it's Kempom or whoever, uh, as far as offensive efficiency, nobody's better in the country than Purdue, but they don't hit their free throws. If you notice year after year when you look at the free throw shooting, it's going to be smaller schools that are more technically sound as opposed to the big rep- re- big recruits going to the Blue Bloods. You're never going to really see the Blue Bloods near the top of the list as far as free throw shooting. That's what makes Villanova so, so interesting this year. That's right. It really does. I mean, and Villanova's senior leadership, their ability to uh, play defense, hit free throws, and get good play from their point guard, I mean, that makes them. And look, hey, Providence had a huge win yesterday. Too. Providence locked up the Big that. East. I mean, Providence was good yesterday. I mean, we, can't, we cannot neglect them in the Big East. I mean, that what they were able to do, I know that everybody thinks that, you know, they're, they're – uh, you know, that they're not, they're kind of a Cinderella story, but they're a hell of a Cinderella story. They are. You know, and they shoot, they shoot 73.5% from the three-point line. I mean, Villanova just is different. They're 89.1% as a team from the three-point line. 
That is ridiculous. And Creighton still work to do to get in the tournament. Providence, a 72-51 dominant win yesterday, Michael. Obviously covered the four and a half. And they clinched their first regular season Big East title yesterday. A hell of a year for Providence. I know many doubt, and I know a couple of pros here in town that doubt Providence as well. But got to give them credit. They just clinched the Big East. Yep. It's a tough, it's a tough league as well. Tough league with Connecticut starting to play really well. Villanova, Connecticut. I mean, they're they're offensively. Villanova and Connecticut are really good. And Villanova is the number two team in the conference on defense. Connecticut's number three. Those are two teams that you don't want to mess around with. I mean, they're really good. Connecticut shoots 76% from the free throw line as well. And I think Connecticut should be okay today. Thomas Gable, plug your ears, but they're headed to Georgetown to take on Patrick Ewing and the Hoyas. It can't end soon enough for Georgetown, can it? How about this? Connecticut's laying 11.5 on the road at Georgetown. A once-proud franchise has completely fallen off the map, map, my man. Hey, when we come back, can we talk – do you mind if we talk 76ers? Harden at Madison Square? Next today. At Madison Square today. today. 76ers are laying seven and a half. A dazzling debut for Harden. And just in general, the 76ers the other night in Minnesota were incredible. They head to Madison Square today. We'll get into the NBA slate coming up here next. Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, Express Bet First Bet wants you to get in on all the horse racing action. You can sign up today with the promo code Vegas1000 and receive 10 bucks instantly and up to a $1000 bonus, okay? Visit vsin.com/horses for details. vsin.com/horses and use that bonus code Vegas1000. All right, good morning. It is Sunday here on the Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point. Michael Lombardi there in Jersey. Got plenty to do. Will Hill's going to join Thomas Gable from the Borgata. Josh Applebaum. We've got, it is a holy day. It's a Sunday, so that means we have to talk about Aaron Rodgers and genuflect. He's going to be, <laughs> it is, he is omnipresent, isn't he? He's like, Aaron's almost like, hey, I understand this is one of the most exciting college and wide open college hoop seasons of all time, but did you know I did a cleanse? So he's going to be <laughs> jo- he's gonna be joining us. Taking a look, and I can understand if most of you weren't dialed in on the association last night because of what was going on. It really was one of the best college hoops Saturday I've been involved with. Uh, yesterday, the big standout was, how about the Nets? They were catching nine and a half, ten-ish there at Milwaukee, Michael. Irving went off. 126-123 yeah. win for the Nets. Impressive. It really was. I mean, he dominated the game, and obviously we know that now once the New York City passes their, uh, you know, the ruling where they'll allow him to play at home games, I mean, they looked formidable. He was really – he was – they got – you got good Kyrie last night. You did. You know, there's always, there's sometimes you get bad Kyrie, but you got really good Kyrie last night. And I got to tell you, I, I think this Milwaukee team is is not quite what, what they were last year. You know, I think they're missing some pieces. Obviously, you know, Abaka's got to come in and play in the in the center role. But I, I just think to me, they're not the same team that they were last year. And and obviously, it's the big fellow Giannis is going to have to carry him. But it was tough. I mean, he shoots. You know, he did not have a good night shooting. He's one for six from the three point line. You know, he missed four free throws. So it became a little bit of a problem. I mean, you know, the guy who's really a good player. Bobby Portis has really been stepping up his game. 
I, I love Bobby Portis. He's got a great attitude. He's got a great motor. I think you said it best last week. Brooke Lopez is a huge miss for them. Connaughton's a huge miss as well. Those two right now, uh, as far as the Bucks hurting their, their absence is hurting them. Uh, other stories. How about the Grizzlies? So the Grizzlies come out of the break, lose at Minnesota. There's no shame in that. Uh, but nope. they, they've been playing just about as good as anybody over the past two months. They go to the Bulls and beat the Bulls 116-110. What's the standout here? Ja Morant is a superstar, Michael Lombardi. 46 points on 15 of 28 from the field. He was 3 of 4 from 3. So 46 points for Ja, 4 boards, 3 assists. Incredible. Yeah, and DeRozan gets another night of 30 points, quietly, you know. And look, the, this Memphis team is, as we've been saying all along, when, they, when he's going like he's going with some of the pieces that are around him and they shoot so well. The other night they didn't shoot well from the three-point line. I mean, last night they shot 38% from the three-point line, and Morant was dynamic. I mean, you know, he, he had 28 shots to get 46 points, 15 for 28. And Bain didn't shoot good at all. Bain was one for seven from the three-point line, and he was only four of 18. So they won and beat a really good Bulls team without a couple of their guys playing their best game. Props to you on mentioning Steven Adams the other day. Look what he did in this matchup. Important to get those boards because the Grizzlies need it. He had 21 boards in the game last night uh, for Adams. Eight offensively. I mean, yep. that's really – I mean, he bangs in there. He's hard. Like – if Steven Adams is on Milwaukee, you would say, okay, there goes Milwaukee has their replacement. But not having that big fella in there when you need to control the boards like they did, I mean, they had 61 rebounds total in the game. They out-rebounded them 61-41, to 41, Patrick. I know. It's incredible. I, I love the Adams pickup for the Grizzlies because it's a very young team. And he's, I don't want to call him an enforcer, but he's a vet that adds that big-time presence, uh, and he's necessary for him. I, I, this Grizzly team is fun, man. They're fun to watch. They, they really are. They really are fun to watch. And that coach does a hell, Jenkins does a hell of a job with them. Okay, elsewhere yesterday, I don't know if anything stood out to you. Uh, Celtics continue to roll. The Heat. The Heat. I mean, I know the Celtics beat the Pistons, but the Heat in that in that San Antonio game, I mean, that thing was... Think we cashed the over? Where, By the way, you think we yeah, cashed I mean, the over in Miami? 133-129 winner. The Spurs have been involved in overs, but look at that. 223 close, well over the posted total. Yeah, I mean, in unheat-like fashion, they win that game. You know, look, I, I think all the attention's going to Philadelphia because of the Harden trade, and now with Kyrie coming back, Brooklyn gets the attention. Where's Milwaukee? But let's not forget, I think the Celtics at 8-1 to one are a good value, and so are the Heat. I mean, to win the East, it's going to be hard. They're not going to go away quietly. You take a look at the trends. Miami and San Antonio, I looked at it yesterday. I thought that felt a little short as far as the 223 closer on the total. Miami's your second best as far as cashing to the over this year. They're hitting almost 61% to the over. And San Antonio's 33 and 26 and 2 to the over. So a little over, close to 56%. Minnesota, just for those keeping note at home, uh, cash to the over. 37, 24, so almost 61%. Same as Miami this year. Two over teams. Another over team, Houston, no surprise with their lack of defense. Yeah. Now. Usually an over team is always related to the defense. That's what makes the Miami Heat so surprising about what they're – you know, they're usually – we think of Miami set with their defense, and yet they can play right or left-handed. I mean, they can play with their ability to change what they do, and Abayo's been great inside. He really has. I mean, last night he had 36 points, Patrick, 14 for 21 from the floor. Well, they're and, healthy. You know, yeah, they're healthy. 
and Butler's doing his thing, and Lowry's been able to to create. I mean, Lowry had you know is you know gets his assist, he gets them into their flow. Uh, can I just take it back to something you because it's a very astute point about the totals in Miami cashing to the over this year. Remember, the bookmakers are taking your perception and baking that into the line. So when they set a total for the heat, the total is going to be skewed because most consider heat culture and heat defense, most consider them to be an under team. So oftentimes that's baked into the line when you're, going, when you're firing against these totals and the spreads. And you mentioned Miami. My only question about Miami come postseason time, is shot creation. We talked about this with Will Hill on Friday. Outside of Hero and Butler, when they get into the postseason, creating their own shots, those are the two that can get it done. Maybe Lowry adds that as well. They're finally healthy. Lowry's healthy. Bam, as you mentioned, is healthy. Butler's healthy. They're good to go. Yep. And look, you know, we're, you know, between the Heat who are in first place, eight and two over the last ten games, and the the Celtics, who are in sixth place, nine and one over the last ten games, four and a half four and a half games separate those teams. I mean, any one of those six, and you know, I don't know Milwaukee's five and five over their last games, but I think when you look at those, you know, Philadelphia now with Harden, they're a different team. But when you look at those six teams, they're all pretty good. I think Chicago has to play it the the way they play with DeRozan. I think it's going to be you've, – you've been saying this all along. The power inside, they may not have enough yeah. of it. Or, But other than that, I think, you know, Miami, Philly, Milwaukee, Boston, you pick them. Brooklyn's, and Brooklyn's eight games out, and they don't even have all their guys. Well put. I think we'll talk about this one with Will Hill coming up in about four and a half minutes. But your 76ers are traveling to New York. Quickly on the Knicks. The Knicks are four out of a play-in. So remember, seven through ten playing that play-in, one through six in the NBA automatically qualify for the postseason. Uh, New York, 25 and 35, and they're going to be hosting the 76ers today. Set this up quickly because this number's jumping the 76ers. Yeah. Way. Open six and a half, Michael, all the way up to eight and a half. No surprise there. The total also rising, 216 to 219. Yeah, I mean, you would think that, you know, obviously because of the addition of Harden, I think it has created a better offensive formation for the 76ers. Particularly, I think the beneficiary of Harden isn't as much Embiid because he was getting his points. He's going to be the MVP perhaps, but it's been Maxi. Maxi's ability to create and score the other night like he did against, awesome. against Minnesota was just incredible. And I think ultimately that's where Harden's going to pay a huge difference. I mean, Philly right now averages 107, 107 points a game, you know, and – uh, you know, I think that ultimately you're going to start to see that tick up. Whereas the Knicks, you know, the Knicks, obviously, we know they struggle. We know they haven't had great seasons from Fournay, Julius Randle. I mean, those situations will be a fun game today, though. I think the Knicks will play their best today at all. I really do. I think this is after the Miami Heat game on Friday night. I think this is one of those where there's so much pressure on the Knicks to get something going here especially with their head coach, Thibodeau. I'm going to give you the updated MVP numbers as far as the NBA, but just quickly, if you were a 76er fan and were turned off by the body language and the overall attitude the last couple of years have been beat in Simmons, there's one player that can get you back and pull you back in, and that's Maxi. Maxi is no everything doubt. that's right with a basketball player. His effort, he he's going to turn into him. a leader as well. He's got a personality. Oh, yeah. I love that kid. He's got a great person. He, he's he, the way he plays, how 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 hard he plays, and how 
how he's able to, how he's improved his game. I mean, he did something that Simmons hasn't done. I mean, Herb McGee, the great uh, coach here from the Philadelphia area who prides himself on being a, a shot doctor, you know, he's reached out to Simmons for three years trying to get help him with his shot. No reply. I mean, the difference between Maxie and Simmons is Maxie wants to be great. MVP favorites, Embiid, far and away your favorite at plus 140 to win the MVP this year. Jokic, two and a half to one. Uh, these numbers can vary from book to book. Giannis, three and a quarter. DeRozan shouldn't be 11 DeRozan, to one. I, mean, I got DeRozan eight to one at a book here in town, so sure. Yeah, he should be better than that. I mean, he's been so good this year, my lord. Will Hill next. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes, Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, get over to BetMGM and bet on more than the final score with one game parlay at BetMGM. One game parlay is designed to help you make selections within a single game from over 400 bet types including team and player props. All you have to do is log into your BetMGM account, create your best parlay before the game start. New to BetMGM, just sign up today and make your first bet risk-free up to a thousand bucks. All you have to do is use the code VSIN1000. Plus, when you do, kind of like a credit card, you're going to earn reward points that you can spend at MGM properties nationwide. Okay, try one game parlay today. Eligibility restrictions do apply. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older to wager. These are issued in free bets, uh, but it goes right to your account there. 1-800-GAMBLER if you have an issue. Okay, we got you back here at Lombardi Line on a Sunday as we head into March. That was the last Saturday in March. And the madness is already here as far as college hoops. Michael Lombardi there in Jersey. I'm Patrick Maher here in Vegas at the South Point. Okay, and we've got Will Hill joining us now. Will, of course, the host of podcast over at vsin.com slash podcast, New York City cast. And we say, hi, Will. How are we feeling? What's going on, Patrick? Happy to get into March. Uh, you know, Always look forward to these conference tournaments. Is it me or some of these conference tournaments push back? Usually you have the smaller conference tournaments uh, that first week in March and then the big ones the second week. Uh, I, I feel like this this year it's more backloaded where most of them have started You know, uh, the second week of March. Well, think about it. WCC wrapped up league play last night. So Gonzaga yeah. and St. Mary's who have a bye in the WCC conference tournament, they don't play until the semis. So they don't play again until March 7th, which is great for them. Uh, and, you know, you, you alluded to some of the big conferences. They'll get underway. I believe it's March 9th for the Big Ten. So somewhere right around then. 
but it's hey, March came early yesterday. Well, that was historic. Uh, top six teams in the country, seven of nine with Texas Tech losing to a team in TCU that may make the tournament now. TCU's got two in hand. Remember, one was postponed, so they've got two left against Kansas. They beat Kansas. They're going to be in the dance. Yeah, uh, Dixon's team's never pretty to watch. They kind of grind oh, you down. Gross. It's not the prettiest style, but uh, he's a pretty good coach. I mean, that that team is not, you know, that program had no success till he got there. I mean, they went forever without making a tournament. So, uh, again, not the uh, not the prettiest of styles, but, yeah, they got a good chance to get in. Uh, I saw somewhere if you parlayed the seven teams that up uh, pulled the upsets, it was like 70 grand on a parlay, just something crazy. It was, uh, it was a wild day. And, uh, of course, the altitude in Colorado strikes again. That's always a tough place to win, tough place to play. Well, you mentioned it uh, as far as Jamie Dixon. It's their gross teams to watch. Oops. But look what's happened to Pittsburgh since he left. They haven't done anything in college hoops since Jamie Dixon. Jamie Dixon was there forever, 10, 12 years uh, at Pittsburgh. And now TCU, he's got a team uh, borderline dancing this year as far as the tournament. What else stood out yesterday? We're going to get to the NBA in a second. Kentucky, Arkansas is rolling right now. We were just talking to Michael. He's friends with Musselman. Arkansas and that arena, that barn might be the toughest place. When they're rolling and they've been awesome at home, that is, Bud Walton Arena is insane. Yeah, Lombardi is friends with Musselman. He's friends with Scotty Pippen. How about how he dropped that in casual yesterday? You know, I haven't had a lunch with Scotty Pippen. Oh, man, he just dropped that in there. <laughs> you it had was the like... greatest line ever. You said he's known for his length, but when the bill comes, his arms get short. I mean, that was just, he couldn't have planned that any better. <laughs> that um, was too easy, Will. You know that. I mean, come on. He set you up pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it's just hard. You have these two good, you know, when you have two good teams uh, in college, the home team is, is just at such an advantage with the crowd. I feel like you get an extra call here or there. It's just so hard to win uh, on the road in college. I feel like home court is the biggest in college basketball. I mean, there's no other sport where, where home court uh, is so big. And we saw the NFL this year, uh, even past years, where home field has kind of been diminished. In college basketball, it is, uh, it's a major factor. We saw Tennessee come from behind and win at home. Baylor come from behind and win at home. And uh, Arkansas, you know, they really they were running away with that game early. Uh, you talk about the middle eight in, in football. Uh, Kentucky closed the gap before the half. I mean, Arkansas was really sloppy the end of the first half and, you know, early second half. And then it was anybody's game. And that was a bad beat if you got a bad number on Arkansas because, man, they missed a couple free throws and Kentucky sinks the three at the end to uh, to cover some of those numbers. Will Hill doing a great job here. Lombardi line on a Sunday. I'm going to put you on the spot. So the Eastern Conference in the NBA this year, I mean, it hasn't been like this in 20 years. It really, it's incredible. I like the play-in. I don't know about you, but that 7 through 10, you know, uh, getting to that 6 seed becomes so vital. But here's how I'm going to put you on the spot. Who's coming out of the East? And I'm going to give you the numbers. The Nets are your favorites, barely, plus 260. The Bucks plus 275. 76ers to represent the Eastern Conference are 3-1, to one, Will. The Heat, 4-1. to one. The Celtics, then it jumps to 8-1. to one. And the Bulls, 12-1. to one. If you had to make a play, where are you going? You know, it's funny. One game isn't going to change my opinion, but I've been saying Bucks, Bucks, Bucks. I'm kind of out on the box. I mean, what point are we going to start to worry about this team? Uh, you know, they had a bad loss before the all-star break against the Sixers. They come out last night. That's a terrible loss against the Nets. So yep. I'm off the box. I'll actually say the Sixers. Uh, I think you're going to have two, the two best players in a lot of these games, a lot of these series with Harden and Embiid. Uh, you got a chance to get a decent seed. Uh, I'll go Sixers. And, and like you mentioned, there's no easy outs. You know, usually in the Eastern Conference playoffs or the playoffs in general, a couple of these series are just you know, dead ducks where uh, I think a Bucks piston, sorry, a couple years ago where the Bucks beat them by 50 every game or some of those Bucks heat uh, series when LeBron was on the heat, uh, you know, where 
Miami just killed them every single game. You're not going to have any of these series this year where it's just a sweep or it's a complete mismatch. You're going to have one through eight pretty good series because the Nets are probably still coming out of the plane. Uh, the Raptors, who haven't played well out of the break, are still you know dangerous. The Celtics are pretty good. So there's really not an easy out in the East. It's going to make for some great playoffs. I'm excited for the playoffs. Uh, but I'll say the Sixers. Uh the Bucks lost at home to a team starting James Johnson and Andre Drummond. Facts. Irving's just spectacular. You know, yeah, and, and over the next couple of weeks, you can listen to the New York City cast to keep up on this. But the New York City mayor is is pushing to get the restrictions as far as COVID lifted so Irving can play at home there in Brooklyn. It should come over the next couple of weeks, but he was miraculous yesterday. Yeah, and it's actually a big factor when you talk about who's going to win the championship, the vaccine mandate, because yeah. I don't know that they can win with half of Kyrie. Uh, who knows what you're going to get out of Simmons, when you're going to get out of him. Obviously, Harden's not in the picture anymore. They kind of need Kyrie uh, for the full boat, and if you're only getting him for half the games, that's an issue. Sounds like they'll get him uh, for home games for the playoffs. That makes him dangerous. I mean, you, you got Durant on the court. You can beat anybody. Uh, they're a toe on the line, as we know, away last year from probably winning a title. That's with Harden being out. That's with Irvin being hurt. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be a, a lot of fun. I'm excited for these playoffs. And again, when do we start to worry about Milwaukee? I've kind of given them a pass. I feel like other people have too, where, Hey, it's championship hangover. They'll be fine when it counts. Maybe they will be. They just haven't defended. Well, uh, they really miss Lopez and, uh, they got cooked on defense last night. I'm starting to starting to worry a little bit about Milwaukee. Three piece as far as chicken wings, three picks for Will Hill today. We're going to do that now with the chicken wing theme. Uh, let's go Knicks. And by the way, if you want to bet the Knicks, which you're going to take it, you may wait because I think you can even get a better number. This number is all the way up to eight with the 76ers in town. What do you got here? Yeah, there are some eight and a halfs popping up offshore. You might get a nine like you mentioned. I was ready to take the Sixers. I was on them the other night. I think this is going to work between Harden and Embiid, especially early. I just picked them to win the East. Uh, to me, nine's a little much. I, I think you make the point all the time. Sunday, or especially early in the NBA, you see some strange results in the NBA after yeah. a, uh, an eventful Saturday night sometimes, especially in New York. Uh, nine's a lot. It's an early start, you know, eight and a half, eight. Uh, again, probably wait if you like the Knicks. If you like the Sixers, bet it now. But uh, to me, this is just too many points. The Knicks you know, were at least competitive the other night against Miami. That was a, you know, a two- or three-point game pretty late. Barrett just couldn't make a free throw. Uh, obviously, the Sixers just buried Minnesota. But uh, I, I'd be inclined to take the points. I just think this is a little rich. I think this is a little bit of an overreaction to uh, them burying Minnesota the other night. So give me the Knicks here plus the eight. Listen to Will when he's fading the Lakers because he is Mr. Laker. New Orleans oh. is in a great spot tonight. Playing better as well. And New Orleans is essentially, you know, the Lakers are laying a point, point and a half here tonight at Los Angeles. What do you got? I like the Pelicans. I just don't know how you favor this Laker team over anybody. You go back from the summer, they've just completely dismantled this team from letting Caruso go. Uh, all these one-way players who can't either defend or can't shoot. It's just a disaster of a roster. Just a complete disaster. And like you said, the Pelicans have played well. McCollum's averaging 30 points a game since they got him. If they could ever get Zion back, which is a whole other story, I don't know when that's going to happen. But if they could ever get Zion back, this is kind of a dangerous team with Ingram, with McCollum. Uh, they got some pieces. I like the Pelicans here. I just think they're the better team at the moment. And, you know, crazy to think they could sneak into the play. And after what was a disaster start for New Orleans, I think they were three and 16, three and 17, mm -hmm. something like that. They've kind of crawled their way back into uh, into contention here. I'm curious, uh, you know, when, when Lombardi comes back, his thoughts, you know, he's got sources everywhere, what he thinks, what he's heard on Zion, because there's some rumblings uh, that he's not happy with them. Of course, I don't think he's without blame here, I, I, you know, who knows what the rumors are about what he weighs these days, his diet, that kind of thing. But uh, be interesting, you know, long term, what what Zion's 
um, you know, outlook is because uh, New, New York's obviously a place that's interested and, in, you know, he was supposed to be a huge star for the league and, you know, he just hasn't played, but uh, I do like the Pelicans here today. I can confirm reports that played at chicken wings that you showed last week. Zion's <laughs> been getting down as well. Quickly, no Chris Paul. They lost to the Pelicans on Friday. The Suns uh, today, the Jazz are at the Suns. The Jazz are laying two. Give it to me in 15 seconds. Suns have owned the Jazz, so I like the Jazz here. I think it's a uh, you know kind of a circle the 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 calendar kind of game for the Jazz, healthier team. Give me Utah. Okay, Utah lane two on the road at Phoenix with no Chris Paul. Will Hill, New York City Cast, Beeson.com slash podcast. Great job, man. Have a good Sunday. All right, see you guys. Appreciate okay, it. Lombardi and Aaron Rodgers on a Sunday next. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.